Welcome, everyone. Fred Gleek here again with Charles Kirkland. Charles, apparently you've got some really good stuff to share with us today. What are we going to talk about? Dude, we're going to be talking about how we put ourselves out of business. Now, I know that's probably like the sexiest topic on the planet, and uh, nobody like, you know, I'm talking about how do we basically drive our existing business in the ground, make it completely bankrupt, and how we end up living in a cardboard box under the bridge, or how we do how we drive our business out of business, and more importantly, how do we have market domination doing that? So I know that's, that that is so counterintuitive. I've got a mouthful of things that don't make sense, but they will in the end. So let's see it. So this is the problem that we've got. If you're in a market, I would guarantee there's a there's a number one player. There's always a number one. The number one, as a general rule, will hold about 80 to 96 percent, somewhere in that ballpark, of the market share. A good example is iPhone. If you look at who makes the most money, Apple makes the most money, hands down. Google is playing second fiddle. Everybody else fights for table scraps. In, in every industry, there's a number one, there's a number two. A good example is Coke and Pepsi. Um, I don't drink either one. But from what I read, Coke pretty much kicks Pepsi. Pepsi is always playing catch-up. They're always number two in the mind of the market. There's nothing they can do because they play second fiddle to Coke. Starbucks is number one, takes the majority of the profits. Dunkin' Donuts and everybody else plays second fiddle. The same thing in our business. Um, Fred, who's the, number, who's the number one guy? Let's just use this as an example. Okay, so in our business, I guess you could argue – but some people would say Grant Cardone. Some mm -hmm. people would say maybe, uh, what's his name, um, the guy that jumped Brendan Rouchard, uh, other people. You know, what are you thinking? I, you know, I, I'm actually right there with you on all of those. Um, if, let's face it, at the end of the day, you there's no way we could go. Like, let's, let's say me and you double teamed. We're going to take on Grant Cardone. We there's no way we can make as much video. I mean, the guy is everywhere. Tons of videos, books, everything else. Same thing for Gary V. Same thing for Brendan. Brendan Bouchard actually could be taken down. Um, I know that I don't mean that negatively, but yes, he could be unseated at this point. Um, Why? This is where I think the thing that, that Brendan Bouchard has. I love his content and he is prolific to most standards. But when you compare, and his content is epic, but when you compare that to the amount of content that's being put out by Gary Vee or Grant Cardone, it, it pales in comparison. I think this is, how, I think if somebody was able to produce that quality of content and the volume of content and hit every modality faster, I think Brandon could be unseated. I think Got it, it would be hard. I think it would be like a five year effort, but I think it could be done. The, and this is one of the things, this is just as a side note, he was in an accident on a four-wheeler a number of years ago, and it, it it's taken its toll on him. Um, the guy's super genius. He, he's a genius, but I think he could be unseated. Now, with that, how, how would you unseat him? Now, let's go back to the Starbucks product. Actually, let's go to Red Bull. Red Bull says, hey, I've got a soda. Put me beside Coca-Cola. Nobody's paying $2.99 a can. But they created a separate category. Now, this is going to be the key. A separate category allows you to become number one and you become the king. Starbucks doesn't sell coffee for $0.50. Cent. 
they sell super macalati, grand, venti, supersized, iced cheap, <laughs> whatever. It it is the experience. It's not a convenience store styrofoam cup of coffee for fifty cents. They created a category for coffee that no, that really not even just call it specialty drinks. It didn't really exist. Specialty coffee drinks. Dunkin' Donuts is playing second fiddle. You don't go every time I go into Dunkin' Donuts. It's, I'm getting a piece of coffee. I'm getting coffee and a donut, and I'm out of here. It's just it's, it's not an experience. I've never seen anybody go, man. I can't wait to go into Dunkin' Donuts and sit down and work. The reality of it is you have to have a new category. Now, to unseat Grant Cardone, one of the problems you would have is the dude produces prolific content. But what is the – I mean, what is the category you would say Grant Cardone owns? Uh, what is it? Uh, I mean – What is it? Internet slash information marketing? I think he would be in that category of sales, marketing, entertainment, value entertainment, things of that nature. It's almost like yeah. he's got his own media company, which makes it because actually he does. You can pay, I think, and you can have a podcast on their network and everything else. He's got a media company, which makes it very hard to come in and uproot. Same way we couldn't fight one-on-one -on -one with it and win. But if you were to create some type of new content or a new category, you have the ability to unseat them. So back into the marketing category – what would happen? Let's just say Udemy. Udemy occupies the space in my mind as cheap informational courses that I can look at on my phone. Yep. I mean that that's 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 the spot. Does anybody own a category of information marketing certification courses for? Um, I'm just going to use this for people who want to start an online business that's e-commerce. I'm just kind of making this up. Who would own that space? Hmm. Information marketing category for people who want to start their own online business. Well, I guess. So what you're saying is that Udemy is currently in there. Yes, exactly. The um, only way that you would be able to unseat them or beat them is for them to play catch up to you. So that may be a function of let's say that we're going to start a new one and we're going to be using virtual reality to do live one to one, you know, like one to many training. So while everybody would laugh at virtual reality, everybody laughed at Netflix for sending physical DVDs in the mail. The interesting thing is Netflix, the name did not match sending physical DVDs in the mail. They actually knew they wanted to send digital. We're going to be streaming digital. But at the yep. time, digital was not there. Modems were not there. Connection speeds were not there. Every, I mean, it would be cheaper, more profitable, and literally Netflix started out sending physical stuff, and then they switched to digital. Yep. Now, if we wanted to claim the number one spot in the mind for information marketing for people who want to start a business, right now, virtually, if we could do virtual reality live streaming or something that would be different, the static Camtasia video is not going to cut it. If it could be yeah. a lot, it could fit was interactive videos with quizzes where you would talk. They, and you could do this with Camtasia where they do like the quizzes and stuff on the video. You could unseat. You would be the first to market doing that. Whoever's the first to market has an advantage. But whoever's first to market and can define their category is going to be the winner. So yeah. think of it like this jawbone. I mean, when they came out, the whole wearable technology market was like. It had, it had already been done. It wasn't brand new, 
but they created the category of wearable technology for active people. You know, just a okay. few words, they created their own market. So if you want to unseat the number one marketer, you can't, you can't, I can't go head to head with any of those guys because I don't have the chops to do it from a prolific, from a content, from a monitor. There's so much that be, would be required. But could you go after Brandon Bouchard as a personal development coach? Hard to win. Can't fight it. Produces too much content. Could you go in with virtual reality so people could feel like they have an immersive experience? Well, nobody's in that category. Is that that would be how we basically unseat the winners. Now, the thing is, how long would it take for them to catch up? Most marketers that I know, most businesses, I mean, if I told most clients to do something today, it's six months before you even see anything from it. Because, you know, you, it takes time. It's it's not something unless they have the capital to throw it into a new division and say, go to town. Not there. Okay, so let, let me bring it down to this. So right now, I'm in the process of taking my business and I'm going to be, in addition to helping my clients where I work selectively with individual subject matter experts to help them create their info products. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back to my own business, which is showing other coaches mm -hmm. and, and, and people who who do coaching, how to use my coaching model to uh, to gain clients and to create a relationship that is basically an equity partnership with those clients. So how do I then take that and create a different category? Okay, we have to name it first. So I'm going to use a classic example, and this is one I give massive kudos to Frank Kern for this. When a few years ago he came out with what he's called behavioral dynamic response marketing, that's a really fancy word to say marketing automation. If he would have come out and said, hey, I'm going to be teaching you guys marketing automation. I've heard it. I've seen it. I can get it dime a dozen on Udemy. I wouldn't even, wouldn't even be worth my time. But when you're saying about behavioral dynamic response, man, that's different. So the first thing. Sounds very, sounds very official. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a category that they are going to win no matter what. Um, a good example is a company called Taboola. They make marketing intelligence software. The reality of it is the marketing intelligence software field is littered with people bleeding to death. I mean, it's just tons of companies. They decided to just say, hey, you know, we're not going to call it business intelligence. We're actually going to call it something else. They created their own category. The product does the exact same thing as everybody else. Overnight, they own the market. Same thing with VMware. VMware allows you to run PC and Mac on the same computer. There's nothing. I mean, there's nothing sexy about that. I mean, it's for it's for college universities who want to do studies. I mean, it's nothing sexy. The first week it was the first weekend it was available to the public. They had seventy thousand downloads. Wow. The reality is they created a new category instead of saying it's a virtual machine. They created a new category that says, hey, we can run Windows and PC on the same computer, renamed it to virtual machine, VMware. Man, that's sexy. That's new. So for your guys, we need to – most of the time we have to have three words. And I'm going to use. I'm gonna go back to Kern here. I'll, I'll slap this on the screen. If you listen to the podcast, just go to Frank Kern's site. 
Behavioral dynamic response. Three words, all we need to focus on. So from your standpoint, you said equity, equity sharing, correct? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be sharing equity. Um, we're also going to be using a, I'm going to just make this up. Maybe it's a dynamic equity coaching, dynamic equity coaching, where your coach is, if you don't make money, the coaches don't make money. If you don't make money, we don't make money. And it's in our best interest to help you make as much money as humanly possible. While that's still on the surface, not sexy enough, it's a really, it's a pretty good start. So yeah, how, what would you do? What would you say? I mean, remember, it's we're doing equity, so somehow we're gonna, you know, we, we can't say guaranteed results because that, well, that leads us in the FT issue, FTC issues because now we're making a claim. What can, what would you say? Well, I like. I like the, uh, I mean, it sounds, dynamic equity coaching sounds really good as well. And I think that what it brings up in my mind is the, you know, one of the things that I want to do is to write down a bunch of different options and brainstorm what are the possibilities with all these different options, mm -hmm. but it's got to sound good as well. And the words have to go together. When you put, when you say like Frank does their behavioral dynamic response, it does kind of roll off your tongue. It does sound super sophisticated it does sound really highly intelligent so whatever i do has to communicate both the idea of what i'm really doing and it's got to sound good yes exactly vmware is sexy but i mean it's, it's it's sexy as vmware can be if that would make sense and i think yeah. if you were to look at the people that have created the biggest results they all have tony robbins has some i forgot the name the one that he has all these Personal. Yes, they all have something that's so unique that there's no way I could copy you. Let's just say tomorrow, you know, Fred's making a gazillion dollars. I think I want some of his pie. There's no way I could clone the name if you're the creator of the methodology or whatever that you create. There's no way you can knock that off. Because once you can occupy the space in the client's mind, there's only, there's only one Starbucks. I don't care unless Starbucks basically goes out and club seals on video. There's just <laughs> no way anybody's going to dethrone them because they own that category. Same thing with Microsoft Office. Windows owns that category. There's, I will tell you, there's not been anything inventive out of Windows since uh, since well, you, you know just, just since like two CEOs ago. That's probably the easiest way to say it. You know, yeah. since Bill yeah. Gates, I haven't seen anything exciting. Windows had a tablet a while back. It was like, hey, it's a personal tablet. Well, that's great. Guess what? It was actually the first tablet, and they never called it a tablet. They just called it a piece, uh, mini PC portable, or I don't know. The name, obviously the fact that I can't even tell you what they called it. But guess what? They actually had a tablet well before iPad, and unfortunately it ran Windows. That would be like getting a iPad and saying you have to run the entire Mac OS. It's just really not made for that. Yep. Apple so for, comes in. For our, for our listeners and viewers then, what you're suggesting is that they take a look at what their business is, what their business model is, and that they need to come up with uh, a name where they can rebrand themselves and their business into a category of one where they are, in fact, the leader. Yes. And – because otherwise, could you imagine putting yourself out of business by doing that, by literally creating a category where everybody else plays catch up? 
no matter what yeah. happens. I like Windows should have never under no business. Windows and Mac is a classic business case study that is painful and funny and something of a lot of entertaining, a lot of entertainment actually. Windows should have never lost to Mac. It, it, there's, I mean, Mac is a better computer. It's a better system. But Windows had had the majority of the market. There's no way Mac should have ever survived. But Windows blundered so bad, it gave the opportunity for Macs to really become the dominant player of in the majority of income. If you were to look, where's the profit margin? It's in a Mac. I don't need, yeah. I go to the Mac store. I don't even look at the price. All I want is I need this, put it on my card, and I'm going to get points for buying this puppy. Exactly. That's it. When you go to Windows, I'm price shopping. Man, that piece of Dell. Oh, well, this e-machine is like $200, and it, you know, it, it's a commodity. It's truly a commodity. And if you were to think about it, if what would it take to put Fred out of business for somebody else to have, I'm, I'm just making this up, you know, like the dynamic coaching xyz if you could frame that in such a way where everybody could understand it everybody would say yes to it you could literally dethrone anybody else because you would be a category of one everybody else is playing catch up and just imagine i'm gonna use russ Rufino. i love the guy to death love him there's nothing magic he's got a mat he's got a wonderful sales system but there's nothing that they they have clients on demand which is great but he is right now is one of the leaders in that category. And you've got Sam Ovens. You've got a variety of other people. You've got Kristen Taylor. You have a variety of other people who are in that same space, and they're all doing good. But what would it take for people to say, yours is like so much more sexier, and I can visualize my end result, and it's basically I'm not going to – I'm not risking any money. From the standpoint, because if I don't make money, you don't make money. There's some way to make that into a very, very sexy proposition. I agree, and I think all of our listeners can do so as well. So there you have it. Fred Glick with Charles Kirkland. Thanks for another session, Charles. Guys, have a good one.